Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors, and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. It's great to be with you today as we explore other issues with uh, multifamily investing with our expert today, Rama Chunchu. He is the founder of USHA Investment Group. Rama is an active and passive investor in multifamily apartment syndications. He is an equity partner in 750 multifamily assets and a general partner in 64 units. With more than 15 years of experience as an IT professional, Rama brings experience in analyzing markets, underwriting deals, raising capital, and asset management. So Rama, we are pleased to have you with us today. So please share a memorable experience that helped you to be the person you are today. Yeah. Thank you very much, Alan. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm grateful for that, you know, and a good morning. And so, yeah, so there are many things uh, that help me to be where I am today. But if I pinpoint one thing, so starting podcast has definitely helped me to you know, connect with a lot of people in multifamily space. Uh, I, I will, you know, uh, I'll share that as my, you know, memorable mm -hmm. event. Well, that is uh, that is what has helped me connect with a whole lot of people as well. It was, it was a very frightening endeavor to get into. I can tell you, it was, uh, and there was really quite a learning curve. Uh, but we've been doing it now. You're actually the uh, the two hundred and ninety ninth interview we've had under uh, real estate investing abundance, and before that, we actually started off with another show. Uh, in which we did about 150 programs. So I've got something like uh, 450 interviews under my belt here. So we're really pleased to have you with us, uh, Rama. So uh, you started off in single family like a lot of individuals do. So tell us about how you got started in uh, single family and why you made the decision to transition from single family to multifamily investing yeah sure so uh, definitely so i started uh, single families around 2014 and 15 time uh, i invested in uh, north carolina markets mainly you know wilson and uh, raleigh uh, Rally and carry markets so mainly you know uh, so mainly i invested in some you know good location and also you know few a few deals in bad locations you know so there are some challenges you know uh, investing in bad location like from uh, operating point of view you know finding right tenants and you know uh, and also you know from you know appreciation point of view you know if you invest mm -hmm. uh, in good location property will appreciate fast and if you appreciate in you know bad locations you know it it may not appreciate much and sometimes you know uh, and also it will you have to put same kind of effort i mean more more effort uh, you know managing or uh, operating property in bad locations so uh, and other challenges were like you know i was uh, working full time in it side 
and also i was acquiring multiple properties in different locations you know it's it's very challenge to operate you know when you're working full time and also managing these properties you know all this stuff so that is the main reason i switched towards you know multi family space and also there are a lot of other benefits you know going towards you know multi family like you know scalability and managing uh, operating you know multiple you know units in single location versus multiple you properties in scattered different locations and also you know may and also funding point of view right so with single families uh, there is some kind of limit you know if you acquire 10 units after that it's challenging to get more you know loans so whereas in uh, multi-family space you can go for non-recourse loans and there's no restrictions from uh, you know uh, that point of view and also you can scale fast you know scalability point of view so there are a lot of advantages you know uh, going with multi-family so that is the reason i switched towards multi-family well it, it's not at all unusual of course for uh, uh real estate investors to begin in single family because well, I mean, most of us have at least purchased our own home, so we're at least familiar with the purchasing process of single families, and it just seems more doable. But uh, as many of us have discovered, it it is actually much more challenging and much more time-consuming in so many, many different ways to remain with a single family. There are certainly individuals who have overcome those barriers, but as you mentioned after you get uh, 10 single family homes uh, through through regular uh, financing options, those uh, those financing op options are often cut off at uh, at a cap of 10. And so it becomes very challenging in uh, in the financing market. And then, as you mentioned, it becomes very, very difficult to maintain uh, and manage properly properties that are scattered all over. Uh, different neighborhoods and uh, and different kinds of tenant bases, and it just becomes a major headache. So in actuality, it really is, uh, in many respects, it's much easier um, uh, managing a multifamily portfolio rather than a single uh, family portfolio. But that takes not only understanding that, but it also takes a mindset. So tell us about you and the process you have gone through as an individual to find and overcome your limiting beliefs that allowed you to actually go from single family to multifamily. Yes. So uh, when I thought of thinking about multifamily, I started reading a lot of books uh, uh, around multifamily space and also doing a lot of research and following a lot of stuff in bigger pockets, started listening you know, podcasts and also attending conferences and, you know, reaching out these operators and, you know, for both, you know, for passive investing side also, you know, uh, for partnership, you know, point of view, you know. That's how I started into multifamily space. So, and also I was, you know, I started building a relationship with the brokers, you know, uh, and also started underwriting a lot of deals and, you know, uh, and also multifamily is a team game and you cannot do it alone. So you have to partner with, you know, experienced partners and other operators in this space. So whenever in initial stages, there are a lot of mindset related issues like, you know, how can I raise capital for this deal? And how can I, you know, purchase these bigger properties? 
and you know how can i manage these properties you know without expertise i don't have track record or uh, multi-family space it's, it's a business so i don't have track record of business so how can i you know overcome this so then you know uh, through mastermind groups and through other you know mentorship programs uh, help me helping me to overcome those limiting beliefs you know instead of thinking about how you need to ask right question like who can help me to you know raise capital who can you know help me in managing these properties who can be you know loan guarantee or those kind of stuff so instead of asking how if you, you have to ask like who can help you you know mm-hmm. so that's how i you know uh, i overcome my limiting beliefs uh, from you know uh in multi-family space during insta stages so just to to give us kind of an idea here from the time that you decided that you were going to embark upon uh, multifamily investing and you began those uh, educational and outreach and networking uh, aspects, how long was it uh, in terms of just a time period, a time frame? How was it? What was the time period from when you began that until you purchased your first multifamily property? So at least a couple of years, I can say. So yeah. I, I was also working full-time in IT side. And also I started with, you know, investing passively, a couple of deals. Then, uh, I mean, and also I was actively underwriting a lot of deals and, you know, touring properties and, you know, building that relationship with brokers. Mm-hmm. So at least it took, you know, a couple of years, I can say. Well, yeah, I just asked that because a lot of people like things to happen instantaneously, but I've really never spoken to anybody who one day decides they're going to invest in multifamily and then the next day they go out and purchase multifamily properties. It's a pretty unusual thing. It takes time and it takes uh, it takes education. It takes preparation. And of course, all of that contributes to actually as helping to develop a mindset where we can uh, can realize that it's something we can do. But it isn't just a mindset. I mean, we can think positively and we can... Uh, can focus our minds. But as you mentioned, uh, through that two-year period, you weren't just educating, you were also building uh, a network. And and multifamily is not something anyone is going to go out there and do on uh, their own. I mean, even if they are uh, trust babies and they have millions of dollars, they would actually be very foolish to go out there and go into multifamily without first studying it and also uh, developing a network to support them in those endeavors. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so, as so, uh, Rama, tell us about those experiences um, of how it is. I mean, you did more than just study. You really did. I mean, you can go to all the networking events you want to and all the meetups you want to, but unless you're actually using those opportunities to develop uh, the network and to develop the team, they're going to just be a waste of your time. So how did you go about that process of uh, gathering partners together and building your first uh, team to make that first uh, investment? Yeah, yeah, uh, great question. So so I, I started attending this, you know, 
meetups and virtual conferences uh, also listening a lot of podcasts or reading books you know so during that you no know, attending uh, mostly I initially I attended virtual conferences and, and also live meetups but so you will get opportunity to network with other operators in this space you know either zoom you know uh, zoom chart or something you know uh, some other way you can it will get opportunity to interact with these operators you know and understanding what are their strengths what are what exactly they are looking you know in terms of investing point of view what what is your unique ability or what is your strong points and and looking for you know someone who can leverage your you know the missing points from your expertise and and also networking with those kind of people and you know and helping them and you know and asking right questions and also you know uh, will help you know speed up the process and also i started my own podcast also so and also that also helped me to reach out more number of experienced operators in this space uh, and so virtual conferences and also my own podcast helped me to finding you know uh, partners i can say definitely helping me in finding my partners like you know Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, you uh, you just mentioned that asking uh, the right questions is a is a key part of uh, developing those partnerships. Can you give us an idea here as to really what are what are the key questions that we should be asking um, when we are beginning this process of networking? So main thing is like what what are your challenges? Uh, what challenges you're facing? You know, in investing space, multifamily space, and uh, what kind of you know help you need? You know, uh, in terms of you know raising capital or you know sourcing or finding deals, or sometimes uh, some ex- operate out of state operators they need someone inputs on the ground. So you know those kind of stuff. Okay. Well, um, it, being uh, a professional in IT, you you have a sense of analytics, and so one of I I'm assuming one of your strong points has been that aspect of underwriting multifamily deals. Uh, take us into uh, underwriting. What is it, and uh, and how is it that you were able to leverage underwriting in the process of helping you to develop uh, partnerships? Yes. So yeah, my uh, because of my engineering background and IT background, so I'm strong at you know analytical skills and you know math side. So that helped me in you know underwriting a lot of deals. You know mainly like whenever we get you know T two L and rental from the brokers, so we need to you know assess like what is the value of that property how much broker is asking how much uh how much we can offer you know so the that underwriting skill will help you know uh, uh within like few hours or within you know uh few or few days we can engage the you know value of the property so mainly once we get the you know t2l well and rent roll so we have like standard underwriting model we plug in all the numbers like income and expenses and you know from t12 from t12 or t3 and also rent current rents and how much we can you know increase the rents maybe sometimes uh, organically sometimes forced appreciation like you know by renovating units how much we can you know 
increase the rents and what kinds of debt like you know agency debt or bridge debt how much ltv and what kind of interest rates and what what would be the you know insurance premiums and what would be the taxes for the next you know five years or you know next three to five years uh, and also you know different aspects like you know uh, re uh renovation budget or you know uh, other marketing budget or uh, admin admin kind of you know expense all those kind of stuff will plug into underwriting and uh, and also rent projections for next three years or five years uh, each year how much two percentage three percent four percentage and how much uh, es expenses escalations those kind of stuff will plug in and you know we'll uh, we'll get the values you know mainly so from investor investors point of view we always look for at least six to ten uh, six to eight percentage cash and cash and IRR point of view, at least 15 percentage and AR point of view, at least eight, 18 percentage if if that deal meets those criteria then we'll go and submit LOI so if it, it didn't meet we'll try to negotiate the price and we'll submit with low you know low ball mm -hmm. LOI so that, that is a process we will follow. Well, just um, just to give us an idea here, the the uh, multifamily markets have been really tight for uh, well since uh, two thousand seventeen, really going eighteen and nineteen. They got very very tight. Uh, we expected a break uh, with COVID, and that really didn't happen. Actually, cap uh, cap rates continued to suppress and prices continued to increase. 2022 has been a year of disruption in uh, in markets nationwide. What have you seen in terms of the markets in multifamily? Uh, yeah, uh, great points. So yeah, uh, I totally agree on the points you mentioned. So we, we thought, you know, capitalists may go up uh, because of COVID and it will impact uh, negatively multifamily space but it didn't it went other 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 side so cap rates was compressed and prices went up like you know 20 30 percentage in last uh one year two years but things have changed now like from march and first or second quarter of 2022 uh because of uh high interest rates and you know uh and also you know, high interest rates low debt you no know, low ltv now uh, definitely, and also it impacting deal flow. So now number of deals coming to market is slow down, and also and that impacted uh, the main main factor is like interest rates. So that that is impacting you know overall returns to investors. You know, so and also we we can expect interest rate will go up next couple of quarters. Mm -hmm. And after that, it may stay stable and it may go down very slowly. It may come down slowly, not uh, maybe 25 BPS, something like that. Uh, but we, we are actively looking for deals and we are underwriting deals. Uh, and and if you, if any of deal meets my investor criteria, we'll go for, we'll submit LYs. Uh, otherwise, we are actively looking for deals and, you know, uh, and also submitting LYs. Mm -hmm. Well, Rama, tell us what uh, you have to offer investors and how it is that they can get in touch with you. Yes, so uh, uh, investors can reach out me through info info at ushacapital.com or ushacapital, ushacapital.com slash podcast. 
and also I'm organizing virtual conference uh, in multifamily space. It's called multifamilyap360.com. So for your listeners, uh, I will give you an uh, additional discount, 15% discount if they use code AP15, active passive 15. Uh, that's how they can reach out me. Okay, great. And we will also have that information in our show notes. And uh, just one last uh, question here, uh, Rama, and that is you talked here about uh, the underwriting process. Uh, talk to us about the after-purchase processes and the asset management of multifamily and how you are managing that. Sure, sure. So uh, after purchase, like uh, for the deal we purchase, we, we are going with you know, internal management. So not going with the third party management since like, it's a small deal, like 64 units and going, you know, full uh, going with third party is challenging and, you know, hiring full time PM or hiring uh, full time uh, maintenance guy is challenging. So for this size of deals, so we are going with internal property management. So we hired, you know, full time maintenance guy and also part-time leasing agent mm -hmm. uh, and also like you know so so with this property there are a lot of uh, you know delinquency issues you know uh, because like previous owner was out of state and this it's not managed properly so we 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 are handling that stuff we you know we evicted a lot of uh, bad tenants from that property and we are now we are stabilizing the property i can say and also we thought without doing much of you know uh, interior renovations we are able to achieve you know projected rents so like the projected rents within one year like we projected those rents end of second year but we are achieving yeah, end of first year itself you know mm -hmm. and also we did some exterior uh, exterior stuff like you know parking spaces those kind of stuff yeah and okay. we, we were able to you know uh, we, are, we are stabilizing the property at this point I can say okay well very good well, Rama, it has been uh, a pleasure having you today. Thank you for being with us and thank you for sharing your expertise. Thank you very much, Arya, and thank you. I really appreciate for this opportunity. I'm grateful for that. Enlightened investors, just one more thing before you go. You know the drill, like, share, and subscribe. But also, we need your help to build our audience. So please go to your favorite podcast app, and give us a rating and a review. We'll be greatly appreciative. Until next time, prosper and live abundantly. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steve Talker Capital, a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steve Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steve Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at stevetalker.com.